Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to LA Clips Forum. <laughs> my name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. You seem a little too enthusiastic right now. You know what, though? I just woke up. <laughs> and I and I, I'm mentally telling myself that I have to be like, how should I put this? Like I care, and <laughs> and if I don't, then it's just gonna sound miserable, and people are gonna check out like in the first like two minutes. So 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 two things I picture at the end of this podcast when we're done, I just picture like you doing and scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like sleep. I, you know put uh i close the camera on zoom i i take off all the makeup i I (laughs) imagine if i put makeup on for an audio format podcast you're like the joker meme yeah that's literally how i feel like the tear coming down (laughs) this season is uh every time i say like you know like uh it's still early in the season (laughs) that's me putting my joker we we gotta put that 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 has to be the image you're gonna put on for this podcast episode it's it's perfect representation of this season so far oh my goodness we found it it's it sums it up so far so well um Another thing that I just realized uh, was I the did I text you before you woke up like hey can't do Monday. <laughs> like, oh, so <laughs> I was like trying to wake up, and then you and we we're like all right we'll we'll do this at like I don't know eleven thirty or something. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'll I'll just lay back down. And then I and then I woke up at eleven twenty before we had to pop pop into this podcast. So. Yep. So this is my first conversation of the day. Nice, nice, nice. So we'll, we'll we're gonna both we're gonna both struggle with the English language today. So <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. You know what? Like, what a better LA Clips form pastime is us struggling to get through just our our first languages. <laughs> it just I, I can only imagine the listeners they just hear <laughs> for like thirty minutes straight um, of us it, trying to pronounce words. It's uh like I. Like uh, those memes with like Joe Biden, where it's like you remember what Joe Biden said, and you're just like he's struggling to get through a sentence. Like that, that's daily clips for him. Uh, I feel like you listen, <clears throat> you listen to other podcasts, and they're like you know very, they're like you know very clean dialect. You know, just like getting through everything, super analytical. And me and you are just like, oh, I, I woke up, and we're gonna do this today. <laughs> so check the butt light you know we're ready let's go <laughs> i feel like that would make it that make our voices worse like um so things are really good i think i think the season's going as planned so far uh we know. got to right where we want them <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's it's the whiteboard with the red yarn and it's like i'm you know it's the always uh sunny meme where it's just like you know this is this is exactly part of the plan see this is this is what we had to do you know um yeah it's it, it reminds me kind of like um when we went to the when we finally made it the second round right we, mm-hmm. we were always up we were always down like two two oh 
against like the playoff players, playoff teams, right? I think mm-hmm. the first team were it was the it the was the, it was Mavs, right? And then the second one was the Jazz. And like everyone's like, we have them right where we want them. <laughs> but in reality, <laughs> we're fucking nerve wrecking. I uh, I remember when we went down. If if everyone thinks I'm going to be a miserable wreck this season, I think my lowest point as a Clippers fan was probably going 0-2 to the Mavs. Oh, I, I think that was probably my lowest point, and I was like, "This is it. This is it. This this is every every Clipper season ends this way." And I just I just, but then we figured it out, and I was like, "You know what, Brian? You got to believe." So. Losing by almost forty points to the Nuggets in January, I'm going to sit here and uh, hopefully believe. I guess you know, you know what? I think as Clipper fans, we should have a journal and we just journal after every game how we feel, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can look back when there's the when we when we see the Clippers, you know, just like we recalled when they came back in the playoffs, going oh two against the Mavs. Mm-hmm. We can say, hey, you know what? They did it there. And little memories, to, little memories we can hold on to <laughs> yeah. to help us get through the next one. It's funny because every year I don't do this in in um, in collaboration with watching the Clippers, I would say. But I just do it for myself because I feel like it's very it's up. It's uplifting and it, it motivates you. But I watched the 30 for 30 on uh, Jim Valvano. Wait, wait, wait. Bono? Jimmy Valvano. Oh, sorry. okay. So, yeah, that's that's Bono, in the morning. The YouTube has a 30, 30 so, for 30. So it's basically taking a team that is mid-tier, mediocre, and getting through the ACC, which teams had like Michael Jordan on those teams and stuff like that. They get through the ACC. They make it to the NCAA tournament, and they just keep coming back from behind and winning games and start like – and then they eventually – pull off the biggest upset in history by beating the Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler Houston um, University of Houston team Mm. and uh, it's like it's it's like this super inspirational story about like you know as long as you just get to the dance you have a chance kind of thing Mm. and I really do feel like as Clipper fans this year it's like all right this season has been I wouldn't say a train wreck, but it's been not good. It's been more of a bus wreck. You know, it's not it's not as intense as 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 a train wreck. It's been a bus wreck. You know, just a couple cars, not a lot of people. Right? Can I can I ask who are in the bus? It's not it's not if it's not horrific. Oh, in the bus, it's it, it actually was really snowing outside, and nobody was in the bus. Oh, okay. it just started. It just okay. started going downhill. Nice. And then it okay. hit a bunch of cars that nobody was in. So that, that's where I feel like the season's at okay. now. Okay. It's this feeling of like, you know what, whatever seed we, and then maybe this is just a me thing, but I'm like, you know, whatever seed we get, I'm still going to tune in and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> although, although history tells me it's not going to happen. Although Clippers franchise history tells me it's not going to happen. <laughs> it, it's, it's, what else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah exactly it's interesting that you brought up the 30 for 30, the 30 for 30 like documentary inspiration thing because you know who else did that who else drew inspiration from a 30 for 30 who uh lob city uh from the detroit piston 30 for 30 <laughs> 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 so uh, we saw how far that went so um yeah. yes 
we're history repeats itself right so <laughs> um like and like every clipper season ends in a way where it's just like man that's clippers basketball yeah like it and it it would actually be the exception this year if we were to actually win it but if not it's like this is just clip this is what we all signed up when we all became fans 5 10 15 20 years ago whichever whenever you became a fan <laughs> this, this is what we signed up for I'm not going to lie. This seems like it would be the most fitting way to win a championship is winning it this season because you pissed off. It seems like they pissed off a lot of loyal Clipper fans. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be. Uh, I just kind of, like, stopped. I don't know why. But um, when I went on after the Nuggets and Timberwolves game, the amount of comments, like, on the main com- like commenters, commentators mm-hmm. of the game, it was, like, you know, I used to root for this team, you know, 30 years, and this f-ing team irritates the shit out of me. I'm, like, no longer going to follow them. Like, I don't give a shit what happens to them. Like, holy shit. Like, it's, like, a different level of toxicity. Not toxicity, but a different level of disappointment. And, man, wouldn't it be crazy this is the season they win a championship? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 and I, I think that's that's where it's at is, like, I, I'm – pessimistic frustrated piss name all the above but uh, at the end of the day um i'm still gonna tune into the hawks game later (laughs) and be like i hope this team wins (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know we can we can be upset as much as we want but at the end of the day we still want our team to win and i still think this team has the roster this team has the talent this team has the star power to do that it's just getting it's just plain i just like yeah i I guess like if we can have paul george and Kawhi more consistently i think that resolves a lot of the issues there and that could help this team tremendously um i don't know if i jumped the gun on the conversation but no you're good it's i don't want to be too doom and gloom because i don't think there is it it looks bleak right now but yeah all we need is Paul George and Kawhi to be healthy, and I think we'll be fine. Yeah, because like going back to your your comment you made like a few, like a, maybe even just a minute ago, about like the the fans that are now at a certain point where we're just like we're fed up. And to me, that's like that's not necessarily like a Tyloo, X's and O's Clippers thing. That's mm-hmm. top up Steve Ballmer business plan needs to worry about that kind of stuff now and uh if if we if we like look into it a little bit it's it like i was saying like i felt the clip like we've been saying it for a while the clippers don't care about the regular season so i personally felt like they could just tread water as much as they can and then eventually get to a trade deadline or just eventually like so like you said um flip the switch and then you're right it's it's now at a point though where the team can't just tread water anymore and it's like they needed that denver nuggets loss to happen like the team wasn't going to listen to the fans anyway but now you're looking at probably a significant percentage of people who are not going to buy season tickets for next year who are not going to go to games because they don't want to spend money and sit through la traffic to go watch this product 
they're not going to buy the jerseys. They're not going to. But and it's funny because <clears throat> me and you are Padres fans, <clears throat> and what the Padres had going for them last year was this idea that it's getting better, mm-hmm. and they felt like they could spend money on players because you could increase the price of beer. You could increase. You could sell a bunch of City Connect jerseys. You could do this. You know why? Because the fans are really invested in the product enough that you could spend money on the team and it, you probably won't be in the red. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this Clippers team, it's now that the fan, and it's like you say like the fans have been here for a while, but I do think the Denver Nuggets game was the exclamation point. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like not only the fans now, but you could you could see it on the players' faces. Like mm. nobody wants to lose by forty points. Yeah. And I do think this is now the turning point of a month before the trade deadline. Really looking at players, figuring out, filling out players. This feel feel like all right, who really wants to be part of this now? Because it feels like everyone's hit their wall. Everyone's all right. The whole good vibes. This guy's a dope player. This guy could be a clipper for life. I think that's all out the window now. Mm-hmm. I I do think it's like all right. Steve Ballmer, Lawrence Frank, Jerry West, Ty Lu, even all the way down to uh, players in the G League. It's who wants to be part of this now, and we're gonna start filling out who and who doesn't. And you mm-hmm. start getting rid of the players who don't. And, and I, it is, yeah. It's it's interesting to say because, like, if if I'm one of the players, right, I'm sitting in the locker room and then, like, Ty Lue says, you know, hey, Lawrence Frank is telling me everyone's on the chopping block. If I'm a role player and I've been playing all, all season, I've been available, mm-hmm. I've been playing. Whenever the coach says, let me, let me play, I'd be pretty frustrated. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm like, I've been showing up. I've been doing what I've been trying to do this whole time with no set role. And, you know, and you're going to tell me I'm on the trade block? Like, uh, I'd be pretty irritated. And so I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I don't think the players are being told that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think I think it's 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 evident. It's objectively the lens of where we're at now. It's like. Paul George and Kawhi are safe mm-hmm. unless there's just a deal that the Clippers can't turn down and they think it's going to benefit them four years from now instead of just the season. Yeah. I don't know if that player exists. Uh, I, w- okay, this isn't, I don't, I, I wasn't planning for us to go down hypothetical territory, mm-hmm. but there's a player that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. But that Atlanta Hawks organization, which, you know, we play them tonight. <laughs> I don't want to date this podcast, but based on how the Clippers are playing, I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to feel a lot better about their situation after tonight. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Trey Young has even been linked to asking for a trade request. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Clippers, you get a young point guard is that a player you would flip a Paul George and Kawhi for and then now you have a young player to build around moving forward is but he comes with his flaws he's a he's a small point guard 
takes dumb shots but like that might be something the clippers might be like you know what this isn't working let's start thinking about four or five years ahead now and let's get trey young because maybe paul george and a draft pick plus some role players could figure that out Mm. so Um, in this scenario you're keeping you're keeping Kawhi, or we trade Kawhi too okay so (laughs) either or either or it's more i just i i have this perception that Kawhi is more safe than paul george but i could be wrong about that Mm, okay that's interesting um that's a good question i i i would think that you would have to gamble on that because if (laughs) at the end of the day it's the the nba is a business at the end of the day right so if the fans are tired of the 213 era they want something new refreshing something to look forward to then you probably would take the shot at Trey Young, right? And you know what? That doesn't necessarily rule you out for this season. Trey Young's a really good point guard, and you still match him up with the one that you didn't trade. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your team going into this year's playoffs. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's not like you're, you're like, eliminating this year. I just think the team's goal would have been to bring in, a like, Trey Young with these guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if another team would accept that. So, yeah, because, um, yeah, you know, we're not hearing, like, we could get into the trade stuff. There's not a lot of disgruntled stars or anything like that. Uh, there's not a lot of, um, uh, let's say, like, quality players that. Let's just get to your I mean, question. I mean, I mean, there <laughs> there was some speculation about that because apparently when they did the post game conference, uh, you know, media conf- media conference that Paul George and Kawhi were not sitting together, mm-hmm. uh, and someone pointed that out. So I think it was Dama actually. I think Dama pointed that out. So that was pretty interesting. Um, so who knows? <laughs> I hope not. Um, but who knows? It it's it's one of those things too where it's like. <clears throat> I think this trade deadline, we're really going to see like, all right, we get it, Paul George. You're friends with a lot of these players, but we need to make something happen. And I think, like you said, it's a business. Hopefully, Kawhi and Paul George can understand like, yeah, there's players you like, but. I think the trade definitely is coming in, and I, I agree with you. I think Lawrence Frank's probably going to have a conversation with Paul George. says, hey, you know, we're going to make a decision that's going to be, gonna, we need to make that's beneficial for the team and that might include some of your friends so it -hmm. is what it is um and that's it you know if he has an issue i guess that it can become a bigger issue later on but as of right now this is what we need to possibly salvage the season it is what it is i personally don't think so here, here's my stance and i said it earlier in this podcast i think paul george and Kawhi make or break this this roster right mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think i think this roster outside of paul george and Kawhi is really talented i think we have the players that that can help a team get to the promised land right um the only position i see that would be beneficial for for us in a trade is maybe getting a defensive minded point guard mm-hmm. um you know, we were discussing this before recording. That's the only one. This whole Miles Turner trade talk to me makes no sense. Um, 
Zubak, although has been hasn't been playing that well, and a lot of people seem to speculate that he's probably playing with a bad knee still. Um, it's still not bad. He's still a good center, in my opinion. And if we're gonna trade Miles Turner and Z- for Zubak, I don't really see us getting any better. I don't see uh, us getting to the final. Well, I don't see if Kawhi and Paul George are still fluctuating within the starting lineup. I don't see this team doing any better. I should say that with Miles Turner after the five. Would you take Miles Turner, but we kept Zoo? Yes, because I think we desperately need also a backup point guard. I I shouldn't say desperately. I think we desperately need a defensive-minded point guard, Um, but having a a backup center would be nice to have. Um, But I don't think – again, I don't think – if you have Miles Turner playing the backup five or the starting five, whatever whatever way you have it switched up, and Kawhi and Paul George are still fluctuating within that starting lineup, I still don't see that team winning a championship or even possibly not even going to the playoffs. Yeah, this this might be an off-season question, but if this, those two don't work it out, it seems like there's going to be a move in the off-season. I don't and, know. I don't know if this franchise is going to keep this going. So, and, like, if we are going to piss some people off in this trade deadline, might as well do it now and then just get rid of whoever's pissed off in the offseason. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, like, how would you feel about the Kawhi not playing the back-to-back only, although he only played 15 minutes? Uh, not a fan, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> like there, there's there and as a fan like there's some things where i'm like you know what like you, you it's kind of like you know you're defending it's kind of like you're defending uh, a dad who you're like you know that's my dad you know i'm defending them and then they they let you down and they don't come to your birthday party that's that's how i kind of feel about the clippers and the Kawhi thing um uh like I, I made the example the other day when we were chatting in a in a message where I said like when it comes to rooting for the Clippers, it's like you know, if I had a son that listened to Imagine Dragons, they're still my son, right? I still gotta support them, but I'd be extremely disappointed in them. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's it's yeah, I can't think of a better word. It's bullshit yeah. that he didn't play in that game. Um. I get the whole back-to-backs thing. I don't know if there's like a pre-game or um, like a, how should I, I guess pre-game slash off-day workout routine that he has, or maybe it's like on a calendar and it's like he'll put this much of uh, he'll work out this or this or that, and then that's what prep preps him for this game which means he won't be able to prep for the next game or vice versa. And maybe that's the case. And it was like, so the medical staff or whatever was like, I don't know. Like he, 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 he prepared for the nuggets game. Although he only played 15 minutes, he's not going to be off game prepped for the wolves game. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's there shouldn't be any back to backs in the playoffs, so that's not going to be a conversation then, right? It's only a regular season conversation, so it's not like we could be like, well, he's going to have to do this in the playoffs. Like there won't be back to backs in the playoffs unless some 
like you could take this receipt and unless there's some world event that happens similar to COVID that we have to do back to back or something. We we did experience a really weird scheduling where we were barely getting any breaks. We we're getting barely, oh, barely yeah, a day yeah. off. Um, we we had to play every we had to play every other day during our Western Conference finals run. And yeah. some teams got like two days off, and so then we're the only team that for legit a month straight. So every other day we had to play. So yeah, you know, but in that scenario, Kawhi would probably still play. He wouldn't be like, oh, I'm taking game five off, guys. You know, like I think he would play. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe, yeah, take this receipt when I'm full in <laughs> in <laughs> it, it is a little bull though, because I think like you did the team just got its ass kicked let's send a message to the fan base, the franchise and just play. And even if you don't play the entire game or maybe you sit the second half or something like that, which I know people are going to be pissed off at anyway. Mm -hmm. I I do think you got to play on the flip side. Was I expecting him to play? No. So when I got the news, I wasn't like mad. I was mm. just like, uh, all right, it just kind of just verifies what I thought was going to happen. But it is, it is bullshit. Like, and yeah, and I know like Paul George is playing through something, so it made sense that he's probably not going to play. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, and that, and they, I think that's why, like, I, it's like clippers pr team is not it's not doing such a good job right now because <laughs> mm-hmm. like the pr move right there would have been like you know just have him play or have him start or play a quarter or play a half or even if you like don't see him throughout the whole third or play him through the third quarter and if the team for whatever reason can't keep him within the game then you don't play in the fourth quarter mm-hmm like if it's like a 12 point game going into the fourth quarter you like let the other guys figure it out and if they can't, then Kawhi doesn't come back in. And I know people would be pissed off at that too. But I feel like there's ways around the margins that you could have <clears throat> figured this out a little better. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, because I even if, even if you have to make up shit right, like yeah, you you made some shit up right now on the spot, and it was pretty good. Like I, I was believing it for a second, right? Oh, like, okay. Yeah, when you were saying like, you know what? Maybe he does have a workout routine where he has to get situated first before that's going to prevent him from playing. You know, the back to back. The PR should be listening to this podcast right now, I'm writing that down <laughs> time in the future. Because honestly, like, I mean, how difficult is it to say something like that, right? Like. Hey, listen. There's a lot of thing. There's a lot that comes with playing back to back, specifically for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, these are the things that we have to get him his body conditioned for just to play a game, and this is why he can't play. Like, it's it's saying that I think would extinguish a lot of issues, right? That because I I think <laughs> what I saw on Twitter was basically people getting really upset with the Kawhi thing. Um, mm-hmm. And only playing 15 minutes and not playing the back to back was a little irritating, a little irritating, a little irritating for myself as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah I, I, and, and I think a lot of people, even if Paul George played, I think a lot of people, I think Paul George has a little bit more um, grace with our fan base a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if Paul George played when he has a sore hammy, and Kawhi didn't, I think a mm. lot of people would have been like, hey, you know, Paul George is playing back-to-backs and he's got a bad hammy right now. 
and Kawhi seems to be in good health. He can't play back to back when you only play 50 minutes the night before. Yeah. So that would have been another discussion on top of it. But they both didn't play. Uh, I I'm going to look at it like this. And this is my optimistic perspective on it. And I don't believe it. I'm just going to say it because, you know, podcast content (laughs) is uh, let's maybe that was just uh, after the Nuggets thing, after losing three straight. That was just Paul George and Kawhi taking a mental night off. (laughs) And hopefully they're going to I think they're going to play today. Now, I don't know. I haven't seen like the injury report right before the game yet. Yeah, but. You know, if and you know what, like the Clippers play the Nuggets this week coming up, if they could go in that game, win the game, maybe or make it more competitive, uh, show up like you care. I I think like some of the goodwill might come back a little bit. Now. We'll see. You you asked this question, though, before the, the, the podcast, and I kind of think we went off on a little separate thing mm-hmm. your 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 question slash and you i already know your take is like would the trade would a trade really positively affect this team or would it make a difference right it, it's mm-hmm. like adding another piece or changing swapping some of these guys out and bringing somebody else in is it really going to change anything and uh i'll let you give your opinion because you've already kind of mentioned it like it's if Kawhi and paul george are not going to play then yeah. it doesn't matter right so i don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit more or you already have kind of so yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll say my spiel again so Kawhi, paul george make this roster right this roster in my mind is very talented and has the capability to if you were to insert uh insert star other star player name maybe like LeBron James, right? I still think this team is probably going to be in the top five in the West. Mm-hmm. You have your two-star players being in and out of your, of your starting lineup. It's going to be very difficult for you to have a set role. Paul George and Kawhi play, play a huge role in this team. And so when they're not here and they're not playing, it's going to be difficult for these players to have like a set role. So it's a little bit difficult. I think Keddy on the TNT uh, um cast whatever their name is was stating that you know the last team last year's the the clippers their role players had a set role because of the fact that paul george and Kawhi were not playing they knew what was expected of them and he's like there's a huge difference when it comes to mentality of knowing that hey you're gonna be taking 20 shots versus hey am i gonna be taking three what am i what's my expectation Mm -hmm. here and he's like, it's it's not very easy to adjust. And it's it's kind of nice to have that insight from a player, right? Because there's only so much like people watching the game outside that, you know, watch religiously. But to hear it from another guy who played played hoops, was in that position, say like, you know, there's a lot of things that come mentality wise. It, it was kind of refreshing to hear. So and that kind of just solidified how I feel that, you know, whatever we get, if we... <laughs> If we get a Miles Turner, I don't think that's going to make us any better if Kawhi and Paul George do not play. Um, do I think that we have room to, uh, I mean, do we make some sort of adjustments that could help us? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think Paul, I think the point guard position is, uh, as we spoke to, we spoke about earlier, is something we could address that could help us. 
my stance, this might be too positive of one. Okay. So hear me out. As long as Paul George's hammy holds up, I do think he's going to play a good portion of the games. I think Kawhi is going to play every game he can as long as he stays healthy. It's But he's not going to play back-to-backs, which I don't know how many we have left. Um, So we'll, we'll be able to, um, I guess, if we brought in a third piece and it was a significant piece, I do think it would make the team a lot better. I do think like there is probably quite a few players on this team that are like burned out. Mm. And I do think a lot of players are a little bit frustrated with things or with how things are going. Mm-hmm. I do think like just switching out John Wall and Reggie's production with another player, like you said, a defensive point guard or just a different point guard in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we don't, and we could go into Law Murray's uh, tweet on the starting lineup. Yeah, uh, but if we were able to swap some players out, so maybe not Morris is out there and stuff like that, and we're not having such a defensive slide because like um, Reggie can't defend very well, Morris doesn't really defend very well anymore, and Zoo keeps getting picked apart by point guards because Reggie can't do his job. So it it's like if we were able to swap some of these role players out and I do think like, all right, yeah, there'll be a back-to-back night where nobody knows the rule, but for the other four games that week or the, for the other three games that week, everyone should know what the rule is. Mm. I, I found, I found a tweet they were alluded that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So he points out the saying that as far as PG and Kawhi go, they only played four games prior to November 26th for LA Clippers, and they went three and one. Paul George, Kawhi had a net rating of 28.8 in 65 minutes. That means it was 114.4 on the offense and 85.6 on the defense. Since November 26th, LA Clippers only have gone six and five in 11, 11 games Paul George and Kawhi have played. Again, stable offense, 113.3. Slippage on the defense, 109.7. Lawmore goes on to say, long story short, having George and Leonard on the floor more often is part of the solution, but the support squad has struggled since Thanksgiving. The Clippers are really lacking inside on both ends of the floor. I do think if we switch some of those role players, the support players out, the team mm-hmm. might get better. But I do think it's, like you said, I think I think both of us could be right on and both of us could be like you know it, i don't i think we can be in the middle there because yeah, yeah this team this team's defined by what paul george and Kawhi do yeah Mar- marginal improvements is still improvements yeah you know and like you know those marginal improvements might be we don't go on that three game skid that we went on where we lost to the celtics the pacers and the heat and yeah. then if we go three and oh in that and then we lose by 40 to the nuggets that looks like more of an outlier than how the season's been going Mm. you know but it doesn't look like an outlier because this team has just been underperforming and doesn't look motivated every night i don't know but like i do think if there's a player out there that's that higher tier in the nba take a shot at it especially if it's at the point guard position because all we could do is improve there like we have two point guards right now who don't play defense. So am I as, so even if you brought in a high usage point guard that doesn't play defense, that's not going to change the defensive stuff at all. 
but we at least have someone out there that's a lot better at playing the position in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, I'm, I'm going to throw some names out there. I don't think they're available. But in the offseason, we were talking about Kyrie Irving. We were talking about Ben Simmons, stuff like that. Like, these are players that are a little bit high usage. But, well, Ben Simmons plays defense. Yeah. So, does. you know what I mean? So, it's like they contribute something a little bit more than what Reggie and John Wall are doing. And in terms of, like, that four position, like, let me ask you this. Do you think the solutions to the starting lineups issues, are they in-house? Or do you think we need a trade to fix them? I think there's a possibility of, of resolving it in-house. Um, you might be double dipping in some of the positions. Um, for example, I think Terrence Mann would be interesting to watch play a point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it could be a roller coaster at times, but if you have Paul George and Kawhi, all you have to do is just facilitate and then hand off to Kawhi and Paul George and, you know, play defense. <laughs> um, right. That would, that would, so we do take, he would be a lot better at that. Right. We're not asking him to do behind the back passes or anything like that. I think he'll be fine. Um, but then again, you, you... <laughs> that's, in the, that's in the playbook. Ty Lu like has like the whiteboard, and he's like, uh, Terrence, you didn't do the behind the back pass. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I f- drew it up, dude. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, like I said, I think you'd be double dipping. So I think the second unit might, you know, take a hit because of that. Um, it's just it's hard for me. I think we were discussing this. It was hard for me to come up with like a defensive minded point uh, point guard outside of Pat Bev. He's been asked for the Lakers. Let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that you can find that's that's available. That's available exactly, uh, or that's not an outrageous price. Like uh, obviously, there's there's um, I'm blanking out his name right now, but for the Celtics, they have some defensive minded point guard, um, Marcus Smart. There you go, Marcus Smart. And his contract is a little bit tough to work with. Uh, I don't think I'd be happy with that one. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I feel like he's a combination. He's like John Wall because sometimes he makes some like really ridiculous moves. I was like, going to say, like, I think a lot of people who are frustrated with John Wall would probably get frustrated with Marcus Smart, too. <laughs> Marcus Smart just brings a different energy, and he does play defense, so. Um, it's funny because I don't think Marcus Smart in college was a defensive-minded player. I think is that that's, that's how he found his role in the NBA. Um, at the four position, I think you have options. Like start Nico Batum instead of Marcus Morris, or you start Rocco. I think you have options there. Uh, but yeah, there's not really a solution to the zoo thing. It's, but I guess it's don't put zoo in bad situations. Well, it will. I guess I, I have a question for you though, because mm-hmm. I, I, I think we both agree with my point. But do you, do you think of there's a player that do you think any players that have been with the Clippers have been like kind of connected with make a huge difference for this team? If the player they get could stay healthy and we could be. And at the minimum, as healthy as we've been for the last few weeks, which is Paul George has a hammy, but he could play on it. <laughs> but in Kawhi's relatively healthy, he just sat a game out because he had a cold or something. Um, it depends on the tier of the player. But like, for example, if we got, I don't know, 
DeMar DeRozan from Chicago or we got Zach Levine or something or we got Trey Young or we got John Collins or we got somebody that is a little younger that if maybe in the offseason we're like, all right, we can move on from one of these players, get some draft picks and stuff, but we have the younger version still here to build toward the future. I don't know. Like, yeah, because <laughs> I don't know if those games were like, because I still think we're deep enough where we could trade a ton of our players and still have a quality nine man rotation. If we bring in a player that is high usage and high impact, and it means Paul George and, and Kawhi, like Kawhi doesn't play a back to back, but we still have those two guys plus most of the players we like a good portion of players we still have i think we would be okay it's just like last year right we traded for norm and he broke his foot or whatever and he was out for two weeks two months like if that happens again then yeah obviously we're we're screwed um we're gonna be trading but i don't know at this point like we're a deep team but we're not good deep if that makes sense so so we're like we have a lot of good we have a lot of good players, but if we can't make it work, then get rid of some. Interesting take. Like even even no, e- e- like addition by subtraction too. Like have a defined nine man rotation would help. Um not being forced to play two to three uh defensive liabilities at the same time. Like just by getting rid of some of this um um how should i put it like this um this traffic jam of players that are not helping our cause that could be an addition by subtraction too so Mm. it's not like one players or one or two players are going to come back and make this thing better it's just like even if we traded three role players and the best we could do is get cam reddish from the knicks like at least like we got rid of like a lot of our uh ty lue maybe overthinking things and we just Mm -hmm. have a role player and he plays or he doesn't play mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's kind of weird though like <laughs> like you you it's hard for me to like agree with that because like you're getting rid of quality players because a coach is stuck in a funk where they so fixated on these players to me it just like kind of baffles me right like I feel like I feel like Darvin Ham is salivating at having that situation, right? <laughs> like, like oh, he wishes yeah. he had quality players that you know he can he can dip into and like start switching in to the roster. Whereas we're saying, hey, well, Tyler doesn't look like he wants to play these guys, and he seems to be so fixated on these guys. Let's trade them regardless, even though we know they can benefit the team. Well, they could benefit the team at some point, but they're not benefiting the team now. So, like. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, But like you said, there's a hole at point guard. And then we have the Marcus Morris power forward dynamic thing we have going. And then we don't have a backup center. Like a lot of that's not on Ty Lue. Like it's. Is is it safe to say your 40% is uh, is out the door for John? uh, uh, You know what? Yeah, I'm not getting that jersey, but uh, <laughs> you know, but you maybe know what? if he goes somewhere else and he gets forty percent, I still think it counts. 
Uh, I was gonna say, well, when he when he gets traded, it's gonna be half off. So you, <laughs> <laughs> I might so, just buy it anyway. Exactly. Um, um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's I, one of those things where it's like, yeah, but if if it if it's clearly what the situation's like, then like I don't know. I to be honest with you, there Tyloo's been doing a lot of questionable things, but I like I said, I'm giving him a pass until the trade deadline. After the trade deadline, there should be a defined situation on what the team is, and the franchise itself should not necessarily have their hands in the cookie jar in terms of what Ty Lue's doing. That's mm-hmm. that's maybe being too optimistic. But right now, with the trade deadline coming up, if Lawrence Frank or Jerry West tells Ty, like, hey, don't play Rocco because we need him available for a trade, and if he gets hurt, then we're f- like I don't think those conversations are going to be happening after the trade deadline. So, like I don't, and the thing is, like I don't know what the whole John Wall situation is, but hopefully after the trade deadline that we actually bring in some other pieces, John Wall's just out of the rotation. Hmm. But that's maybe just being too optimistic about it. I don't know, but we'll see. We still have a month before the trade deadline, yeah. so that 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 this could be a very long month. It's gonna be rough. Uh, I have a feeling it's gonna be it's, it's gonna give me an ulcer. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna I'm hoping that this Denver game on this road trip puts the team in a situation where they want to get some of those games back, and hopefully they go on a little tiny run and before they hit the really hard ass road trip at the end of the season. I mean, at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I just I really don't want a Jordan Poole, Draymond Green situation though. <laughs> so uh, and, and if it happens, you know what? We would probably trade one of them. It's it, you know the Warriors were able to fix that, but they just won a championship, so I think they have the luxury of like yeah, trying to make I mean, it work. We don't have that, so like yeah, if I don't know, Zoo punched Jason Preston or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty Rest sure Jason, Jason Preston, I'm sure, would not be on the team. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't understand the scenario that would have happened for Jason Preston to get punched by Zoo. It's just, I just, I just pictured Jason Preston coming back from getting coffee, and then Zoo is like, you know what? <laughs> just, just like out of the blue, just like he's just pissing, just swings at the guy, <laughs> like, like, like. Paul George and, and Kawhi were making fun of Zoo while Jason Preston was gone getting the coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then and, and then Zoo and then Zoo comes out and say, "Hey, did you get that with uh with uh stevia instead of sugar?" He's like, "Oh, I accidentally got it with sugar," and he just like socks him like he was already pissed. And yeah, like, just... it, it, the impact was so hard, his hair is like stuck sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and and then someone and then someone actually picks up a, a coffee cup. And he's like, "Oh, actually, this one was the one with stevia too." <laughs> doesn't apologize he just walks away <laughs> he just walks away um on that note <laughs> that, was, that was that was that was a good high note i i, like yeah, yeah. I feel i feel like when our podcasts don't end with us coming up with a hypothetical joke story that would never happen then it's the clippers are i'm glad we were able to fit one in in such a dark period of clippers history here um but you can find our podcast <laughs> where you find your podcast. You can find us uh, at Ellie Clips Forum on Twitter. Uh, our good friend, uh, 
Trent Maddox from Clippers 9450 does the Twitter spaces now. We'll be in there every once in a while. But we both have busy work schedules, so it's yeah. tough. Uh, we have a Patreon for $3 a month. We will be starting our Ontario Clips Forum. NBA <laughs> Rivals Forum is going to be on there as well. Uh, any other stuff? I feel, I feel like Ontario Clippers, like our take on Ontario Clippers. Well, if Jason Preston and Musa could be available for it, because they're you know they're in the NBA, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the for this team. Well, I think that, that, that's exactly what it's been. It's like these guys, Jason Preston or whatever, is uh, on the Denver Nuggets road trip, and the Ontario Clippers are suffering for him. Like, dude, just just keep Jason Preston down there. It's not like <laughs> it's, not, it's not like oh, dude, we got Jason just in case we lose by forty. What kind of mentality is that? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: uh, in that game, he had the highest plus uh, plus rating. So, just saying, uh, oh, sure. future, future point guard uh, for the Clippers. You know what? Who who needs Trey Young when you got Jason Preston? That's what that's what I'm just trying to say. You know, imagine that's Lawrence Franks. Uh, that's what Lawrence <laughs> Franks tells the Atlanta Hawks, and then hangs up the phone. Hey, we'll like, give you we'll give you Trey Young. Just make the money work. Give us a he, draft pick. You guys can he have says it. He says it so confidently, where the <laughs> like the Hawks are like. Should we do it? <laughs> like, and they, they come back like, so this Jason Preston guy, what's the, what, what, what's his price? And then and then we get the ESPN Woj update that we we're able to trade Jason a Jason Preston package for Trey Young, <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, well, how did the Clippers keep doing it? <laughs> it's safe to say that that GM would be out of the league for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'd say we're out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to talk about the Patreon. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Patreon. Just go ahead and join us, guys. $3. Not a lot of money, you know? Cheap. Yeah. Our Patreon has not been affected by the inflation. Just saying. Yeah. They're, it's not going to rise in price. It's, it is what it is. And you get what you get. <laughs> Two guys pissed off. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. Adios. Adios.